All right, Joe, welcome back to the podcast where we are training men in spiritual fitness. And we are in a season of the podcast where we're talking about seven marks of godly character. And uh, I know most guys have probably heard of the seven deadly sins and may be familiar, probably a little too familiar with the seven deadly sins. Uh, But we want to look at kind of the opposing view of some of those deadly sins. What would it look like to put off the sins and put something else on and pursue uh, a different way of life? And uh, I want to start this episode by uh, playing a game with you, Joe. Have you ever done the word association game? You ever done that? Uh, I don't know, but I, I have a feel feeling where you're going. So. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you know where I'm going, and, and I'm, I hope you're nervous. No. <laughs> word association. I throw out a word, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind, okay? It's super okay. simple, right? So I say farm animal, and you say? Oh, pig. Oh, there you go, all right? I say dessert, and you say? Mm. Apple pie. Oh, all right. And I say chastity. You say? Uh, you laugh like, you know, like a teenage yeah, boy. A what are you didn't... piece of like a garment in the medieval period to torture people. I don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, so, so today we are going to look at the strange, awkward topic of chastity, which is no one wants to hear that word thrown out because we do all kind of maybe giggle or even think back about some weird, awkward medieval garment or some weird purity talk you heard a long time ago. ago. Uh, but I think chastity is important for us to talk about two men. And I want to address actually just before we even jump into it, two guys in particular that I know, I know if you're listening to this, you're, you're probably one of these guys. First, I want to talk to that guy out there that's saying, you know what, Evan, I'm happily married. I've never cheated on my wife. I don't look at porn. I don't need a chastity talk. You know, Take me to the next podcast. Siri, play the next podcast. I'm done with this one. If that's you, if you say, I don't need to talk on chastity because I'm I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I want you to keep listening because I think you've got the wrong definition of chastity. You need a new definition. You're working and operating off of something weird or something different that you've heard. On the other hand, if you're the guy out there that says, Evan, I, I know I struggle with lust. I've got a lust problem. And what I'd really like is I'd like someone to train me how to kill my lust and my lustful desires. Can you just do that? Can you just help me to get rid of lust and then leave me alone? I want you to keep listening because I think you need to realize that the absence of lust alone is not going to get you where you want. You really need something to pursue. So we need you to keep listening. Joe, what would you say to those guys out there that are listening that say chastity? What? Why? Why should? Why would you tell them they need to keep listening? Yeah, I think I think in their mind they're they're probably thinking uh, that this is a a small virtue, um, or it's just at the periphery of the Christian life. And and I want guys to know I'm not going to explain it yet, but if they stick around and listen, what they'll find is that this is actually the very heart of what it means to live as a disciple, what it means mm-hmm. to have a life of devotion. That if you don't understand chastity, you don't really understand what it means to live a life of worship before God. And so yeah, this is this is not small. It's fundamental. And men need to think about it, yes, for the sake of sexuality, but also for the sake of just discipleship. Yeah. So let's help guys get a little closer to a, a, a good thought and, and thinking well about what chastity is. Maybe can we start to narrow this definition of chastity and what it actually how guys should actually think about that where would you start to lead guys yeah uh if we're just thinking in terms of definitions i think there's 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 kind of two ways we need to think about chastity and guys are going to have to be able to to go back and forth between these 
One is when we, when you hear chastity, think sexual health. And one of the things that's important to realize is that as men in the 21st century, we don't know what sexual health looks like. Um, and just to give you a picture, if you can imagine somebody who does not understand what, what good nutrition involves, they don't understand what physical health really requires. They know that maybe it's not good just to sit there and eat, you know, Snickers bars and bags of Skittles and Doritos all the time, you know, just to, to constantly drink soft drinks. However, they don't understand what would move be to not just cut out the bad, but to move toward the good. And that's where we are. I mean, everything, every billboard we see, um, every film we watch, you know, it's training our eye to see um, to see people, often women, not exclusively women, though, but to see people as something to be consumed as an object of lust. And so as we want to get rid of that, but we actually want to go beyond that, like you said earlier, to something that, that would mark a healthy eye to see people hmm. for who they are. And so guys, we're going to have to think about, well, what does sexual health really look like? And I think that'd be my, the, the first definition to be thinking about. That's good. So that is somewhat what I had thought about chastity when I first, you know, heard this word that we were going to talk about today is chastity has something to do with sex, right? It has something to do right. with the, the, the sexual realm, sexual health. I think the, the way you broadly outlined, okay, you have to think about health in general. Um, but can we help guys? Is there, does chastity go beyond a sex talk or sexuality at all? Yeah. And this is where we got to work with another definition and uh, chastity being, you know, disciplining desire for the sake of love. That's what we want to think about in terms of chastity. It's actually, this is where it's not a weakness. It's a strength. It's actually that willingness to say no to something that in the moment I desire, it looks good. I'm going to say no to it because there's something better that I'm committed to. Mm. And as soon as you begin to think of disciplining desire for the sake of love, you realize now chastity is starting to, to be relevant in areas that you'd never think it would be relevant in. Mm. So when you're, for example, looking at an athlete and they're fully committed for the love of the game, they are abstaining from a lot of things that they might do. That's a kind of, it's a kind of chastity for the sake of a sport but, you know, it, it parallels the life of a Christian where you say, okay, God, he's my utmost object of love. I want a chaste heart in the sense I want to be willing to abstain from whatever it is that would diminish my freedom to really give myself to him. And so in those terms, now chastity starting to get really big and starting to encompass a whole lot more life than we would have ever imagined. Yeah, I, it is much more broad than uh, I think originally thought of. But part, I guess if I could pare down some of what I'm hearing from you, uh, as I hear you talk about and try to narrow that definition of chastity, um, to help guys see that chastity is not like, it's not a garment that you wear, but it's a virtue that you pursue. This is yeah. something that we as men are supposed to be thinking about and supposed to be aimed for. It is a, a, a broader sense uh, in that way. It's not like some medieval thing that we need to stop, you know, taking back. So I, I want to kind of push that a little further because I maybe I've heard Chastity talked talked about on the stage as kind of like a hot take from some guy that's talking, doing a purity talk or something. Um, but I don't know, Is where would you take me in the Bible to say, no, no, Chastity is is more than just some cultural hot take issue on sexuality? Yeah. And uh, the, the first place we need to stop, we need to go a few places. Uh, but, you know, the first bus stop is going to be Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says a few things in the Sermon on the Mount that are really relevant to this topic of, of chastity. And the first thing he says is he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. 
And when we're talking about chastity, we're talking about, again, that willingness to preserve the purity of a heart for the sake of something. And what Jesus holds forth is that it's not just about, say, sexual fulfillment through a spouse, but actually like the vision of God that we're able to have in this life, it depends upon the purity of the heart that we have. And so there ought to be this huge motivation to live chastely in a world filled with temptation and distraction because we could actually see more of God. Mm-hmm. Now, what Jesus does not too long after that is he uh, introduces what's the big obstacle to this or one of the big obstacles, and that's lust. And uh, what's interesting, I'm just going to you know go ahead and, and read. This is from uh, Matthew 5, uh, 27. Where he says, you know, you've heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. I say to you, whoever looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Hmm. And what's interesting is, you know, again, it's at that level of the heart, you know, and he says, if you look at any woman with a lustful eye, and what this begins to make us realize is, again, we could view, I mean, it's not just that person who is, you know, outside of, you know, you're not married to her and you're lusting and, and you don't have any role it's possible to actually view even say your wife in such a way that you would reduce her to an object to be consumed rather than to see her for the dignity she has as a daughter of God, as an image bearer of God. And so what Jesus is doing is making us realize that how we view people, this, this chasteness of I and of our heart that we carry around all the time, we're constantly viewing people and we're constantly either, you know, taking snapshots, we're reducing them beneath the dignity they have, or we can look at them in such a way that upholds uh, that dignity that they have. Uh, And so when we're talking about chastity, again, it's a hard issue, but that fundamentally shows itself by how we view people. And uh, that's where we've got to train our eye. That's what he goes on. Later on, what Jesus says in chapter six is if he says, if your eye is good, your body's full of light. If your eye is bad, your body's full of darkness. And so as men, we've got to realize is chastity Ultimately, it's about training ourselves so that we see people for the value that they actually have as image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, having a heart that's really being able to see the holiness of God reflected off of people and to uphold that value that they have, that's what we're pushing beyond just trying to avoid lust to actually seeing them in a way that preserves their dignity. Mm-hmm. That's Great. And that's, yeah, that's a hot take that guys need to hear right there. Jesus's hot take on chastity is uh, super helpful and seeing that it's more than just uh, uh, don't do these things. What I heard there a lot in the the passages you outlined is, no, 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 this is all about your view of people and what you do, the things that you pursue and the things that you are doing affects you and uh, the way that you relate to others and affects uh, the way you relate to God. Anything else in the in the Bible that you'd say, guys need to hear this, guys need to see this because they're overlooking it when they start to think about chastity? Yeah, well, and I, I want to step on and we're going to we're going to shift gears a little bit with, with the New Testament. But before we get there, I think the challenge with all of that is it's it's how we see people. It's not just what you. It's not just as men. I think we think chastity is bouncing your eyes. Yeah, you look someplace and you just bounce and look elsewhere. It's not learning how to actually view people, and so that's where we're trying to get to. But I think there's a whole other sort of uh, level of thinking about chastity in the New Testament, and this is where what we find is uh, the Apostle Paul, and we find other uh, 
passages in the New Testament where we're thinking about chastity, not just in terms of a kind of horizontal thing, but actually that we need chastity in relation to our uh, the relationship that we have with Jesus himself. And so there's a really interesting passage. And uh, this is Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But uh, he's talking about the jealousy that he has for the these Christians that he's discipled and that, you know, this church that he's planted. He says, I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about that is, so now we're thinking about purity, not just in terms of, you know, I want to keep myself pure so I have a good marriage. But actually, my whole life, I should view myself as a virgin mm-hmm. that's preserving myself because I've been betrothed and given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I need chastity in relation to every sinful passion that would corrupt my heart. And so if I'm not thinking in terms of chastity being fundamental to my life of discipleship, I don't even, I don't understand, according to Paul, what it means to be a part of the church, which is, this is our fundamental calling is to await and, you know, and to be vigilant, preparing ourselves as a spouse, you know, for the, for the groom. That's good. So you're, you're basically, they're pitching an idea that, that chastity is, it feeds into a holistic view of yeah discipleship and a life as a, as a disciple. This, this isn't just one piece. This has to do with all of your life, a holistic view there. And this is that idea of disciplining desire for the sake of love. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if we're honest, if we've actually given our life to the Lord Jesus, and if we're saying we love him more than anything else, then the whole of discipleship is about disciplining desire. Mm. So, okay, you want career, but is career distracting me from putting Christ first? But now I've got to be willing to let go of something in order to preserve his place in my life. Or again, maybe it's gluttony. Maybe food's getting in the way. Whatever it is, if there's something that is diminishing my freedom to live fully for Jesus, then I need to be chased. I need to be willing to say no for the sake of a higher love. And that's what chastity does. It's that strength to be able to say no in a moment of temptation in order to be, be able to say yes to something greater. That's great. All right. So before I move on to like practical steps that guys can take, is there anything else that you would want guys to see in the text and in the Bible that that they don't need to overlook? You know, one other place, one other place, because I think I want guys to see that this is in the New Testament. And, um, you know, it's it's Revelation 14, um, you know, Revelation, a hard book to read, lots of images. I'm not going to explain much, but it's talking Mm -hmm. about you know, uh, you know, these people who've been faithful, they're before the throne. And it says something kind of strange. It says, verse four, uh, it is these who have not defiled themselves with women for they are virgins. It is these who follow the lamb wherever he goes. Now, what's being talked about here, defilement with women is a metaphor. It's talking about this is a picture of those that have kept themselves fully for Jesus um, and kept themselves from temptation. And so, I just want guys to see in the New Testament, when the New Testament was to talk about discipleship and devoted discipleship, it uses this imagery of sexual chastity as a picture of wholehearted devotion. Hmm. And again, that's why we need we need to be thinking about this in terms of preserving ourselves for Jesus. It's, it's just so fundamental to understanding what a life of holiness looks like. Hmm. That's good. All right. I want you to talk a minute then to that guy that's out there saying, okay, I hear this. I get all the evidence there from uh, the New Testament. Um, but I, here's what I know about myself. I know that lust has damaged my relationships. 
You know, there's guys out there, man, lust has damaged my relationship with my wife. Lust has damaged my relationship with others because of how I view others. You've covered that and how Jesus has taught us to change that how. Um, but then also guys would say lust has damaged my relationship with God. So we know how lust damages our relationships. What does chastity do for our relationships? Or is there any benefit there to pursuing chastity and how it can change some of those relationships? Yeah, and I, I I think the way we should view is that that yes, that our heart, um, in a sense, it's been you know, it's out of tune, it's been defiled, and it's a long process, although our sin is forgiven, in a sense, undoing um or getting the filth out of us is a long-term process. And so part of what this is about is as we begin to train ourselves to be able to live for Jesus, abstain from sinful passion. Or if we're thinking about, you know, the relationship we have, say, with a spouse, as we begin to change how we view people, resisting temptations to reduce people for, you know, sexual consumption, really looking at our wife in a way that upholds her dignity, slowly what happens, our heart begins to get cleaner. You know, the spirit begins to change us such that we can really be free to live um, and to enjoy the kind of love, the love, the freedom, love for God, love for, you know, uh, other people. And so it's going to be a process, but chastity is going to be part of the rehabilitation that men are going to have to get through to be able to have the kind of communion with God and with a spouse that they long to have. So then how would you address those two guys that we talked about at the beginning of this episode? You got the guy that says, hey, I'm I'm, I'm happily married and I haven't cheated on my wife and I, I don't look at porn. I don't need chastity, but then also that guy that says, I struggle with lust and I just need the absence of lust. That's all I need is the absence of lust. Anything you want to say specifically to those two guys? Yeah. The first guy, uh, you've not cheated on your wife, but you cheat on Jesus every day. All of us do. We've been so unfaithful. Um, and so uh, you got to realize this isn't just about you and your wife. This is about you and Jesus mm-hmm. and, and being willing to, to really purify your heart to love him better. But then to that other guy, he needs to know there's no neutral ground. You can't just kind of eradicate lust. Jesus talks about it's all about the eye. And you either view people wrongly or rightly. And so if you're just wanting to stop viewing people wrongly without learning how to view people rightly, it's impossible. You've got to get past that point and say, no, I want to actually see women or whatever I've been tempted by. I want to to see them for who they really are as God has made them. That's great. That's great. So can you give uh, one practical thing for, for guys or any, any practical steps that you'd give to a guy that's today saying, okay, you've convinced me, Joe. I, I, before chastity, I didn't want to talk about, it, but now you've convinced me that chastity is something that I need to pursue and start to think about. Where, where do guys go from here? Uh, you know, this won't be a surprise for guys that know me, but um, w- one of the struggle I've had as I've thought about chastity is, is, it's just such a, it is so foreign. It's where we began. How do you drop into the mind of someone who is pursuing chastity? And what is it, what does their heart look like? How do I, how do I sense, you know, have an experience of that? This is for me, chastity unlocks so many great devotional hymns hmm. because you have these hymns and it's like guys are talking about Jesus and it, it, it feels a little bit awkward because it's almost like a love letter to a spouse but when you all of a sudden realize, no, this is the heart of someone who wants to be chased for Jesus. They want to discipline desire for the sake of love. All of a sudden, it's like some of these hymns give us a picture of what the pursuit of chastity look like. And I'll just, you know, I'll point guys to one. 
And it's, uh, you know, it's one, it starts out, Jesus, thy boundless love for me. But I just want to pull out um, a couple of lines. You know, in this first stanza, it talks about, knit my thankful heart to thee and reign without a rival there. So this is somebody who wholeheartedly says, I don't want any rival, anything to detract from my freedom to, to love you, Jesus. And again, that's the picture of chastity that that is uh, governing this heart. And, you know, just a, a second stanza talks about, Grant that nothing in my soul may dwell, but your pure love alone. Oh, may your love possess me whole, my joy, my treasure, and my crown. And again, what you get in this picture, and if you meditate on a hymn like this, is you get this picture, okay, here is somebody who has recognized there's one object that's supremely worthy of my love. That is Jesus. And I want the Holy Spirit to clean up anything, anything that would weigh me down and keep me from giving myself fully to my, the one that I love. Mm -hmm. And as guys, we've got to be willing to sit and meditate on words like this that really show us what does it look like first and foremost to pursue Jesus wholeheartedly. And then as we start to think about that, then in a different context, what does it look like to really be able to give myself to a spouse and to really love that person? Um, in the way that marriage is intended to create a bond. And so I think guys, they need to be thinking on these two levels, relationship with God, relationship with spouse, as they pursue this uh, virtue of chastity. That's great. That's great. So guys, I think if you're out there and you're saying, you know, uh, what do I do with chastity? Is chastity worth it? Chastity is something for guys that not just say, I want to discipline my eyes. The chastity is something for guys who say, I want to discipline every passion of my heart. Yeah. And if that's you, I hope that's you. I hope that's you, that you're out there saying, I want to discipline every desire of my heart because I do want to value and love God above all. Man, we we want to help you in that effort. Uh, I'd point you to a good next step. Get Joe's book, Surviving the Trenches, where he's going to help you get fit for the fight against sin. All of us know we do struggle with sin. Lust for some of us is a big issue. You need a battle plan. You need to know the rules of war for battling against things like lust, and you need something to pursue. So if you go grab Joe's, Joe's book, I'll leave a link in the show notes, Surviving the Trenches, you're going to start to get a vision of a life of what it could look like to be fit for this fight against the sin, the daily skirmishes that are going to be felt, and the deeply entrenched sins that you have, so that you can begin to uh, see a life where you indeed do have that passion that overflows a disciplined desire for every passion of your heart. So uh, y'all check that out and then join us next week. We're going to continue talking about some marks of godly character.